Welcome to Northgate Christian Fellowship's weekly message series. And now, here is Pastor Larry Davis. Well, I'm happy to be here with you uh, this Sunday, and uh, I'm going to warn you right now, yeah, your notes look crazy. If you pulled that as out, yeah, you can choose if you're going to like draw a picture or you're just going to figure it out as I go. And if you open them on the app, it was really hard to make that whatever you see right there in your sermon notes in the app. So again, just hang with me and follow along. So we've been uh, doing this series called Fixer Upper, and uh, how many of you have ever seen a TV show called Fixer Upper? handful of you. Yeah, it's uh, Chip and Joanne Gaines. They're in Texas. Um, they're not in our reality out here in Northern California. I don't know if you figured that out yet. You're like, wow, I can get a house for $60,000 and <laughs> fix it up. And it could be like our dream home <laughs> for like $150,000. And now look, it's worth all this. Yeah, it doesn't happen. So we just watch that show. So we took this idea of, hey, what are some fundamentally or foundationally things that we could really work on fixing up in our own life? Because for many of us, Um, We can look at or connect with that um, as far as the way that we just are. We have a foundation. We've been given a home (laughs) as as you yourself. And so it's one of the some things that are part of us um, that as we grow that uh, we could just use that could use some fixing up. And so um, we started this series off with fixing up our foundation, kind of where that starts. And Pastor Ken got to share with us about just the importance of a foundation and fixing those up and focusing on those things. Last week, we talked about fixing up our family. How many of you guys feel like your family could ever use some fixing up, right? So no one's raising their hand, because it was you that we talked about, actually, last week, if you weren't here. Uh, So we want to fix up our family, and those are the things that we want to uh, get into. And this week, uh, we're focused on fixing up our finances. Now, some of you are already freaking out to be like, oh my gosh, this is all the church talks about, and it's not really, but it's because it's an area in our life that could use a major fixing upping sometimes. Um, And so like the show, what happens is, is people get a couple different homes to choose from. They walk in, they look at a home, they check it out. And uh, what happens is Chip and Joanne kind of vision cast of, I know this is a mess. I know this looks really gross or drab or whatever the words are that they want to use that's really... um, interior design-ish, um, but think of shiplap, which isn't even that, really that nice, but whatever. Uh, think of this, and we're going to knock down this wall, and we're going to do this way, and then you're going to live in this space um, that is just you. It's home. It's comfortable. Um, it can host things. It has, um, just, it, has, it has that you in it. Then they go further when they select a home, and then they like visualize it. They make it into a computer sketch and they're like, check this out. This is what the paint's going to look like. This is what this piece of furniture is going to look like before they actually go through the process of tearing down and then rebuilding. So I'm going to do something similar with you today. I'm going to go ahead and tell you the end of the point of this message and then we're going to walk back through it or you can decide I've heard enough and you you can leave. We'll just finish. (laughs) So I'm going to get right to it. We're going to sit right there for a second So the way to fix up your finances specifically is generosity. Yep. I just jumped right to it. That was it. You guys have a great week. Next week, uh, we're going to do fixing up your failures. Um, So here's the deal. The way to fix up your finances is generosity, right? And many of us in the room think that we are generous. And when in reality, you're not. It's just not who you are. You do things. You do random acts of giving or, or kindness. 
and, uh, and your finances still are just kind of a mess because you're not sure where they, where they sit at. And no one knows your financial picture except for you. But the way ultimately to fix your crazy world of finances is generosity. And this is what I want to promise you during this talk is that when you become generous, when you begin to order your life around generosity specifically, um, you will give more. You will save more and you will consume less. When you begin to order your life around generosity, you'll find that you're going to begin to give more, save more. That's a a special word for a lot of us in this room. And consume less, right? Those things. And some of us, you know, we're just stressed out about money. Some of you, I can see kind of your face right now. You're like, I really don't want to be having this conversation right now um, because it's prevalent right now in your life and this idea of like, oh, yeah, that makes no sense, Larry. If I'm generous, I'm going to give more. Hello, that's just, you, you're ridiculous. Save more doesn't make sense with generosity and consume less. But here's the other part of this. Not only am I going to promise you that, but Jesus promised you as well. Jesus promised you, hang with me, that if you live a life of generosity, your life is ordered around generosity, um, that you would be happier right? And that's a word that I don't use very often when I talk about Jesus, about him just making you happy. But that's actually the case when it comes to your generosity, that you will become happier. And there's a verse I'm going to read to you in just a moment. Um, And it's uh, in the New Testament. In the New Testament, um, there's a handful of books it starts off with. And one of those books um, in the very beginning is called Acts. And it's uh, where kind of the church really got going and started. Um, Jesus has lived his life. These are the disciples just kind of figuring it out. And there's confetti. So I know there was a party here at some point. That was awesome. I had to do that. It was like birds. It was awesome. <laughs> so Acts. Yeah, Acts. Uh, so Acts is happening. And uh, there's a guy named Paul. And uh, if you are new with us and, and you, uh, are not, you don't know the Bible, and we built this place for you, by the way. So in the Bible, you can look on your app. There's these first four books. And if you read anything, if you even read the paper, I just encourage you, read the red letters of the New Testament, what Jesus has to say, because that's where I'm going right now. So uh, they've been going through this church, and a guy named Paul, who is fundamental in planting many churches, a big reason why we even exist here today, um, is uh, he's finding that this is kind of the end of his time. There's kind of a lot of people that are coming for him. He's been in jail a lot. Um, and he's going to leave one of the churches, and he's not going to be back, and he knows it um, because it's kind of coming. And he's getting ready to go off on a boat and then go to kind of his final destination. And he leaves him with these words. You know, he's talked to him saying, like, you're awesome. I'm encouraging you. Continue to live this way. Continue to follow who Jesus is. And then he says this one line that you've heard Multiple, multiple, multiple times in your life. You've heard this all over the place, and sometimes we've misunderstood. Maybe this potentially is the most misunderstood statement that Jesus made or talked about, manipulated, whatever it may be. And that is, it comes from Acts 20, 35, and it says, remembering the words, this is Paul saying it, remembering the words of Lord Jesus said, it is more blessed to give than receive. It is more blessed to give than receive. So some of you maybe like talked to before and they've been like, oh, thanks for that. Yeah, it's way more of a blessing to give than to receive. And um, we, we talk about that uh, a lot. And you've heard this talked about a lot. Like, oh, it's such a blessing to give rather than receive. And I think if you were truthful to yourself, some of you would debate that and be like, well, like I would say like 51.49. Like, 
It feels really good to give, but I like receiving a lot. That's kind of a blessing in itself. And sometimes that even raises up a little higher. And so Jesus specifically said this is more blessed than to receive. And when you look what the tense of this word blessed actually means here, it actually means um, that you will be happier. That's not where I was going, but it actually means that you will be happier. So I'll just jump to it. So essentially it's saying happy is the person whose life is ordered around giving rather than receiving. Blessed equals happy in this instance. Even if you read it in the message, it says you'll be happier as a giver than a receiver in your life. And so you say, okay, well, that's, that's one way to kind of fix up my finances or fix up my life. And um, a lot of us would say, many would think, well, you know what would make me happier is if, if I just had more money, right? Because then I could be generous. Then I could be a giver because I just had this. And we continue to add zeros to it. If I just had this or this was just going on. How many of you, let's say, um, if, you're, if you're over 40 in here, um, thought that 20 years ago, if you knew what you were making now, you'd be like, that was the number. That was it. If I could just get there, woo, life is good. I mean, like all kinds of stuff. And you're finding now over 40, you're like, if I could just get there, that would be the thing, right? And you're not happy at times. And you're kind of a wreck. And it's because when it comes down to it, that being generous or living a life with generosity, it's just not natural. Uh, A lot of us give to things, uh, random acts of kindness and stuff, and we've, we've done that. We feel good. We talk about this often. We feel good about giving a dollar and looking and seeing what that does. And, um, you know, we feel good when we are able to give. You know, neighborhoods rally and say, this is going on. This person's sick. We want to do this. Or I'm bringing a meal here. And it's not natural. Um, it's not natural. And I've talked about this before, but I can tell you again that uh, have you ever met a four-year-old? Uh, this is why you know that being generous is not natural, Right? <laughs> A four-year-old and sharing don't mix together. You've never had to say to a four-year-old, you need to stop sharing your stuff. It's, those are words that have never come back. And you've never said to a four-year-old, I need you to pull back a little bit. You own that. Now act like you own it, for goodness sake. It's never happened, right? That's what's natural, is not being generous and not sharing. And the thing is, and this is what we want to talk about, generosity is taught right? It's something that has to be taught to us that we learn because what's natural is being a four-year-old and hanging on to these things. So what is natural? Uh, I want to dig into that a little bit. What's natural? The most common term associated specifically with money is worry. We worry like crazy about money. This is the most common term that's associated with our money. Worrying about, will I have enough? Will I be able to retire? Will I be able to make this payment? Can we afford this? Can I do that? Can I give to you? Oh, wow, you showed me some really difficult pictures and told me about a really tough thing. Do I have enough money to pull out and even give it to you? Because now suddenly I'm inspired to give randomly. So we worry all the time. This is what's natural. This is what we do on a, common, uh, on a, on a, on a regular basis. We worry about this, which then leads us to, from will I have enough to let's spend more. So we worry about our money, and then what we end up doing is we end up spending the same amount of money we have or more, right? Do I have enough? Am I going to be able to do this? Now I'm going to end up spending just as much as I actually make or more than I make, which leads to 
debt, right? That leads us to debt, which is crazy. Because if you think about this debt, and really what this is, is many times the moment that we buy something that we've already spent more or as much than we make to get us into debt, that just about at that moment, because of interest and stuff, we begin, the value goes down and the cost goes up immediately. Which if we ever just sat down and thought about it, we'd be like, why? Well, that doesn't make sense. But it's like, this is the normal world that we live in. So um, when you have worry all the time about your money and you are spending more than you make or spending as much as, it leads to debt, which then leads to no margin. You have no margin. You have no savings. You have no room for anything. Uh, and then you're panicked because you just have nothing left or you think you have nothing left because you haven't figured out where every dollar goes. And so your little house right there that you want to fix up and you want to work on some other areas besides your finances, you feel like you can't. So then, no margin, then comes back around this whole circle. So then you begin to worry about future consumption. I have no margin. How am I going to do the things that I want to be able to do? How am I going to invest into this? How am I going to consume these things? Because us as consumers, we figure that we own it, and it is ours to consume. Everything we make, we consume, right? So then what do we do? We consume more than we afford. And for some of us, this is just what makes us feel good right? I'm just a mess and I'm worried and I have no margin and I'm debt. So I'm just going to do this for me, right? That's where we live. I just did this for myself because it's going to make me feel better. And so then we begin to consume more than we can afford, which then leads us to consumer debt, right? Which then leads us to no margin for future consumption. Do you see how this whirlwind's kind of taking place? And this is what's normal. This is where most of us live, so you ask yourself a couple questions for you. This is kind of the issues and where the issues lie. We ask ourselves, okay, so how much money? How much more money would you need to be able to make to be able to um, not as spend as much the same or more um, than where you are currently right now? How much money would that be? 10%? If you got a 10% raise tomorrow, would that be enough? 20%? 50%? The answer is more than you'll ever get at one time. And so what that leads to is that we have this spending more than we make, we consume more than we afford, and what it really is, is a self-control problem. This leads, this is the issue. It's going to continue to be this. It doesn't matter how many more zeros you add to whatever you make, this is, you will continue to live in this world. It's a self-control problem. So let me ask you another question. For your debt to be debt-free, to like make that plan to be debt-free, the ultimate rather than the immediate, working at it or just getting rid of it. How much more money would you need to make tomorrow if you got a 10% raise? 15%? If you got a 15% raise tomorrow and you found out, maybe you were given a lump of money, 50%. Would that be enough for you to not feel overwhelmed by debt or consumer debt? Or would you be content? And the answer is, not as much money as you would make at one time. The answer is really that this is a contentment problem. That so many times we are discontent, right? Uh, contentment is like a, a feeder in itself. It's its own appetite. The reason that we're discontent and want more or continue to go into more debt is because we have a lot of stuff. We have so much stuff. So we're like, I just need more. I need more stuff. I need that. I need stuff for my stuff. 
right? Because my stuff is lonely. That's why many of us have multiple animals, because for some reason, Fido's bored. <laughs> Needs a friend. Sorry, bird. Uh, it's a contentment issue. So another question for you, third question. So uh, how much more money would you need to make to create some margin, right? Some savings, some space in your life. Is it, uh, is it 10%? If you got a 10% raise tomorrow, would that, would that change? You'd suddenly have margin in your life. 20%, 50%? The answer is, again, more than you would ever get at one time. Because you would continue to live in this place. And what this is, is it's a discipline issue. And then lastly, for this worry spot, this is for those of you in the room who are Christ followers. If you're a Christ follower in here, this is specifically towards you. If you're not, again, we built this place for you uh, and uh, we love you, but just play in this world for just a second, uh, kind of live in it because, you know, Jesus did this really cool thing. He was like, hey, you can belong before you believe. And so just belong with us as I talk about this in a real way, just for a second. When it comes to worry, here's the issue, is uh, when you're constantly worried, oh, you jumped ahead of me. It's spiritual. I'll just say it's up there. <laughs> when it comes to worry, I had this big banger ready to go. I was going to, ah, boop. No, done. All right. So it's a spiritual, it's a, it's a spiritual issue in our lives. When we worry about things, because what's happening is worry is not a money problem. And we learn this a lot in the Bible, that when we worry about money, it's saying that we've trust, put our trust in riches, right, rather than the one who richly provides. And I know it's much easier to stand up here and say it, because I am human just like you, and I am a people in process. And we go, oh, that sounds really great idea, Larry, but, like, but there needs to be like the kitty, you know, something needs to be down here because I can only step out so that far, that far. So all of these issues, that adds up. Um, I have um, an uncle that lives in Arizona, and uh, I'll just go straight forward with it. He's like the richest guy I've ever known uh, and still know. Millions and millions of dollars a month is what he makes. Um, he's been that way. I remember him coming over and visiting in a limo just to stop by for a visit uh, at the house. Hey guys, just coming over and my driver took me over here. It's crazy. It's weird. I know it's, uh, it was really odd. And, um, I, <laughs> side note, I remember Michelle and I had gotten married and we came to the wedding and, uh, he came up and like gave me a card when we were up there and I was like, Oh, this is going to be, let me tell you that. <laughs> because I've heard that when you're like my uncle, I mean, you're just, you know, it's just falling out of your pocket. And you're like, here you go, everybody. Yeah, I guess what I always expected. Because like you, I've thought, if I just had more money, I could be more generous, right? I remember we opened that bag. We even waited until we were leaving, like, secret time. Like, oh, this is from Uncle Scott. And it was $20. That's <laughs> serious. I'm 100%. I mean, you can ask my wife. She's in the nursery service right now. It's 20 bucks. I think I wanted to throw it out the window. I'd be like, yeah, that's ridiculous. Well, here, here's what I learned. So I've, uh, I've t- <laughs> I wanted to be generous with the money. <laughs> so here's, here's what I learned is that, uh, um, you know, my, my uncle right now, he's, he's been super stressed lately um, because he hasn't been making as much money as he's made before. The economy is a little rougher once in a while. And listening to him, and I, I remember the kind of this discussion, and I, I found out or figured out 
that just his, I'm giving you perspective so that you can understand what it's like to be rich, right? Uh, just perspective uh, that he spends over $5,000 a month just on landscaping, uh, like to have the land gardener people come. Um, and if you know any rich people, this is not abnormal, right? No judgment here at all. This is just, this is what happens. And I remember sitting around and him being stressed out and worried about money. So what I'm explaining to you is we're all in trouble. Because <laughs> if that's what that guy's making and he's stressed out and I know what we have, uh, we're done. <laughs> There's no hope. It don't matter how many zeros, it's the same problem. That's essentially what I'm, the picture I'm painting for you is it doesn't matter. We think just if I just, if this just happened, if you just add some more zeros. No. And what this all adds up to is this is crazy. This is nuts. But I'm going to tell you right now, we're all crazy because this is normal. This is normal. This is where we live. We live in this crazy world. So it's why we're talking about how do we fix up our finances. And like I said, I already went to the end, but I'm going to go there again. Generosity is the off-ramp. So here's a couple simple ways um, to do that. Let's replace this chart with what this chart really should look like if you want to fix your finances. This is where you reorder things. Give, save, live. You've heard Pastor Ken talk about this. You've heard multiple people talk about this uh, and, and how it deals with your finances and just how we live. That our first priority is give, then save, then live off the rest. To put it in perspective, because some people like numbers, 10% to give, 10% to save, live on the rest. You got 80% to live on, which creates peace. That's what this creates. And people will look at you when you say, the first thing I do with my money is give, then I save, then I live off the rest. They look at you and say the same thing. That sounds crazy. How do you know if you're going to be able to afford to go to the Mexican restaurant next week, right? (laughs) This sounds nuts. How do you live like that? And what it creates is peace in your life. You're not worried all the time because you're not spending more than what you make because you've decided I'm going to take the ultimate and I'm going to trade it for the immediate. My life is reordered this way of giving, then saving, then living, and it creates peace, right? Um, so I, I'll brag. Uh, I like to, I think of myself, well, actually, I, I actually do believe I am a generous person. I get in trouble for my wife a lot about how generous I like to be. And it's not about the amount of money or the amount of whatever you're doing. It's this lifestyle in which you live. And so um, for a while, I've been doing this little thing with a a couple friends of mine that we go out to eat. And it's this whole like, um, you can't out tip me deal, which has been really outrageously fun to be generous in that way. And many of you think, oh man, well, that's their job. They're supposed to serve me right. Well, generosity is serving back. Side note. Um, And so uh, I have taken people out and I have in my budget this generosity because I've decided I'm going to give how much that is, then I'm going to save and then I'm going to live. So I feel no guilt when someone shows me the crazy pictures or someone asks me to do these types of things and I say no, right? Because I've already decided yes and what that yes is to. Uh, And so um, I've got this in my budget to give. And so I take people out and they're like blown away. Like, did you just tip that person like seven times what the bill was. Yeah, isn't that awesome? Wait, watch this. 
That's literally how it happens. It's really fun. And so my friend, uh, Richard Friedman, has been with me a couple times, and I've challenged him and said, you cannot tip me, brother. And we send pictures to each other and stories. And so uh, he sent me a couple months ago this video, which is personal between us, but now it's public. Uh, so I want, you to, <laughs> I want you to check out this video real quick. Larry, it's me, Rich Friedman. I'm at the Olive Garden with Megan, and uh, we just left a very, very, very large tip. You know why we left one? Not because we're nice or that we're wealthy. It's because of you, Larry. It's the curse, yes, the curse of Larry Davis. So I thank you for that, because now I've got to put off buying something expensive. Anyway, where was I? That's it. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. And next time we go to lunch, you're buying. So, yeah. That was like one of my favorite videos that I've had, or text messages for a while. I was like, back, I love it. And we actually talked about the story, and he had an awesome story within the, the server, and it was really cool, just a side note. But that's the fun part of having fixed up finances, right? You have peace because you get to give, you save, uh, and then you get to live off of the rest. Now, if you're in here and you have children, make sure that they see this and they learn how to become generous because they're going to be the ones taking care of you when you're older. Uh, because many of us, if you flip back to it, the other slide here, Beth, is that we live in this world. This is what we've always lived in. And so remember, we have no margin because we've lacked discipline or no one's... Cause it, but this is okay because this is crazy. This is our normal. And where we need to live... Flip back to the other one. Yeah, right here. Is this kind of crazy? And people look at me like, you're crazy, I don't understand it, but this is how you fix up your finances. And I'm going to leave you with uh, just a couple of lines. Here's the deal when it comes to, so we've, we've talked about giving, uh, and it's not an amount, and this isn't a, a, a message about, hey, you need to give to the church today. You're going to do that because you're generous. I'm already with you. Um, and you know what this building is for and who, who the space is for. But when it comes to saving, uh, something I want to tell you about saving is that saving is how you say yes to you. Saving is how you say yes to you. Generosity is how you say yes to what's important to you. Saving is how you say yes to you, and you, you take care of yourself, and, and you plan for the future so you can do those things. But generosity is how you say yes to what's important to you. And a real quick little tidbit on, well, okay, so how do I live generous, and how do I, or how do I give? Where do I give? Like, you know, do I just start watching commercials and doing that? Um, you, give, you give where your heart is broken and you give where you're grateful for. So you give to the things that you're grateful for and the things that break your heart. It says in Matthew where your treasure is, your heart is also. It's a heart issue. Um, and, uh, and that's where your treasure needs to go. So fixing up your finances and this fixer-upper. Generosity friends, is the off-ramp to crazy. Generosity is the off-ramp to crazy. So may we leave this place and be so extravagantly generous for the sake of our space and because Jesus Christ himself was so extravagantly generous to us. And asterisk, you'll be happier. He promised. Would you bow your heads?
uh, I invite and I encourage many of you to actually just go home and have a conversation about your crazy world that you live in. Maybe you've found yourself, or maybe you just already know that you live kind of in that world and there's some things that can happen and it's dedication that it takes, but to fix up your space, some things need to be torn down and then rebuilt up because you see the ultimate and I'm gonna lose the immediate for a time because it's that important. Because when it comes down to it, you're just not happy. So I encourage you um, to have a conversation with um, your partner, have a conversation with yourself, maybe your family, and share that type of conversation because there's a crazy good way um, to be fixed up when it comes to your finances and your life. There's a, there might be someone in here today um, that God does these really cool things between talking about generosity and money from my mouth to your ears and to your heart. God might be saying, hey, I'm going to do this crazy thing in your heart and your mind right now, and you're just worried, period, about a lot of things in life. And uh, you're doing it on your own, and you're spending more of yourself than you're even given. And you have a debt, and it's sin that you cannot pay off, and that is stretching you out because there's no margin for any more air. And then you continue to worry about it. And in the same sense, just like we've talked about, you may be here today, and maybe for the first time you need peace. Because he has given himself for you to save you and your life so that you may live. It's crazy how he did that with that little message we just talked about. And that is crazy. So I invite you, maybe for the first time, to receive peace because he wants to give you a life and eternity with him and save you from your sins and allow you to live a life for him, with him, that would give you peace. So maybe for the first time if you're here today, I invite you to that crazy. I invite you into that crazy. And if that's you today uh, that just needs to accept this free gift, would you raise your hand and just look at me? I want to acknowledge you and pray for you as you make this decision today. Yeah, I see you back there for sure. Absolutely. I got you too, buddy. Yep. That's awesome. So God, thank you for just what the message of generosity is truly about. You and us and the things we do not even deserve. We love you and we thank you. May you walk from us from this place. May we celebrate with those who just made a life decision, an eternal decision in you. In your name we pray. Thank you for listening to this week's message. We trust that you'll join us again soon for another uplifting message from Northgate Christian Fellowship located in Venetia, California. You may